the all-new theme for 2018, the Supercoach Professionals podcast. We're back with you again, uh, episode three, after a double-header to kick off the season. And this week in the chair, joining me, none other than Peter Hanscom back. Um, how was the off-season, mate? Yeah, pretty good, mate. Uh, just got into the uh, got into the cricket and, uh, yeah, watching a fair bit of that. Uh, but it's, isn't it great to, to have the rugby league coming back? It was great to see the English teams out here last weekend and... Uh, yeah, it's just great to have the rugby league back, and I'm sure everyone out there in listener land is looking forward to the new season. And of course, I am Paulie G, doing things a bit differently this year, Paul Grzadka, of course, and um, yeah, just allowing some time with the app, with the re- with the recaps and the previews to, to let the guys uh, loose a bit. So we're going a bit more one-on-one, so that's going to be interesting. And I tell you what, the app, speaking of the app, is already out on Google Play, and by the time you hear this, it should be out on Apple as well, so... I can tell you, it's all new. The Dominator, it's 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 a great uh, added feature, and as well as that, we've also got uh, a special thing we've done for the preseason where you can look at the 2018 prices, um, Pete, and it recalculates them to 2017 salary cap. So obviously, you know, we're used to those old numbers trying to work out if a player is a good good buy or not. Um, so you can you can kind of use the app for that as well. It's another added feature. Yeah, it's a, it's a great feature to have. You know, you need every advantage now with everything in the super coaches becoming more competitive and a couple of little changes there along the way. So, yeah, it's a, the best way to keep up to date and to get any advantage you possibly can. Let's get on to those trials now. And what we'll do is we'll sort of recap um, these games and also look at the teams that have already been named. Of course, we're recording on a Tuesday night just to let everyone aware. So some of these teams have already come through. Some haven't. Uh, the Storm had a double header of their own over the weekend. Of course, their main team playing against Leeds, Rhinos. Brody Croft was a standout. Um, pretty much worth his price tag. He's he's The way he's playing, he looks like Cooper Cronk. He acts like Cooper Cronk. Super coach-wise, he's scoring higher than him. Um, there's a lot to like there. And, you know, he's named again, obviously, in the seven uh, for this week. I thought Dale Finucane, I mean, Jesse Bromwich stood out in as far as the stats line was concerned, but I still think Finucane's the one to own. The only question, Pete, would be, do you reckon he's in line for Origin this year? Because he's got to be close. He's been deserving of Origin probably for a year or two now, I think, and uh, with New South Wales losing the series again last year, I think that's something you might have to think about uh, um, with, with picking him up because have a look and see um, you know when Melbourne are going to be weakened this year during state of origin and uh, yeah what's going to happen there but I, I think he's I think he's a massive chance like I think uh, Dragon Tyson Frizzell's got one of the back row spots tied up but uh, yeah, I think Finucane's a big chance either getting the starting side or come off the bench He plays like Paul Gallen so I could see that move being made mind you I should say this year with the change in the draw you're not really going to lose your origin stars. You know, you basically lose them for one game and then there's one buy because um, each team's sharing sharing a buy around that period. So with the second game being standalone, it really 
changes the ball game. Um, for Supercoach-wise, of course, we get three less trades as a result. Darfinuk, and I think regardless, will be fine. Um, it looked like Vinavalu had a car, you know, will again be crossing the try line plenty. Um, Billy Slater went off early. Cameron Munster returned to fullback. He was unstoppable from there. So dynamic. Um, Slater being rested this week. Jerome Hughes gets the nod, so Munster will still stay in the halves. We loved what we saw from Hughes last year. He's going to be another one to watch this weekend. Um, Brandon Smith seems to have picked up the Slade Griffin role, but I wouldn't be too worried if you're a Cameron Smith owner or want to be or soon to be owner. Um, Smith will probably play most the time play 80 minutes and, and Brandon Smith will be playing like that running forward like Slade Griffin with the potential to back up at hooker if required. Um, and I thought Felice Cafusi was the other bloke. Good year last year, still continuing it on. It's probably a little bit too expensive to have in your lineup, but still you can't forget about him, particularly if you're a money ball player as well. Um, the, the team this week, the other guy is um, Suwalasi Vunavalu being... Um, rested after pulling up sore from the World Club Challenge. So young Tonomapia comes in there, but pretty much the same lineup that took the park last uh, Friday night. Um, and I think with Melbourne, it is Pete, those big names that you you sort of be looking looking at, uh, like your Cameron Smiths, of course, and maybe you know Brody Croft. Definitely, you know, like Smith's been the top of his game for years now. He, even when he does get injured like he did there at one stage last year, you think, oh, he's going to be gone for five weeks and he's back after a week's break or something. It's, just, <laughs> it's, it's seriously, he's one of the most indestructible players. And Touchwood, look, I hope he, he doesn't have any um, any injury problems at all regardless of super coach. But, uh, yeah, he's rock-solid dependable. And, you know, if you outside uh, super coach, you look at Melbourne's strength and the way they are, they just, they're just like a machine. And it doesn't surprise me at all that Croft went well last last. Um, Last weekend, I expect him to do well, and I think, he, yeah, as we said, he could be a very good one for Super Coach this year. Warriors played the second or the B side Storm. They did look pretty sharp. Admittedly, it was against a you know a lower um, you know quality outfit. Um, Peter Hicku, he's probably going to win that right centre role over Blake Ashford. In fact, he has been named this week to play the Titans. Um, and Ashford, you know, not to be seen at this point. Um, Solomon Carter, I thought, was good as well. Mason Lino, um, we're not likely to see him as much unless there's an injury in the halves, of course, with Blake Green moving over. Green and Johnson are going to play this weekend, as is two of Arshashek at fullback. Um, David Fusatua could get some more opportunities as well, playing outside Peter Hiku. Um, but probably most of the Warriors players, you're not really looking at that closely. We don't really know what to expect. Simon Mentoring coming off the bench this week. He might be one that you're considering as a keeper because he's so solid each and every week. Leverhai Pulu will be looking at closely against his former team, the Titans, this Saturday um, because basically um, he could get this, the starting role. Uh, him and Toho Harris have been named as those second rowers. And Cam Cook, interesting, Pete, getting the number nine role this week over Isaac Luke, who's been named as number 31. Um, so Cook, yeah, he wasn't, he, he showed some promise too um, last weekend. So that's got to be one to keep an eye on. Yeah, absolutely. I, Isaac Luke hasn't exactly set the world on fire over the Warriors in the last, you know, since he's been there. He's great at South. But uh, the Warriors, it just hasn't worked for him. And he's certainly not one of the top hookers in the game anymore. And it's interesting to see what um, 
what Steve Kearney is thinking there. I'd, I'd be interested to see how this young Cam Cook uh, goes this weekend, but it's very interesting that he's got Luke coming off the bench. Very, very interesting indeed. Hall and Wigan, of course, were here for their own Super League game and then played. Uh, Hall played the Dragons and Wigan played the Rabbitohs in a doubleheader last Saturday night. The Dragons, look, we were hearing all um, off-season, Pete, about them not going to throw the ball around as much. The likes of Tim Laffire, you know, we thought would take a step back. Wasn't really the case on the weekend. Matt Dufty in particular was very good. I thought Ben Hunt slotted in nicely in the halves. Both him and Gareth Widdop uh, could give Dufty even more opportunities. Um, James Graham has looked invigorated by the move to St. George of the Warra. And there's even a chance that Luciano Leilua could usurp Tarek Sims for that vacant left role left by Joel Thompson, of course. So there's going to be some interesting ones there, super coach-wise. Leilua may be the one at the right price that could turn into a money earner. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, the Dragons went um, you know, went through hell trying to keep him last year, and then he, he never really got a look at him first grade last year. He played a couple of games the year before and looked very, very promising. I remember him, I think he set up a try against Brisbane in Wollongong in the pouring rain and everyone sort of put his name up in lights. But yeah, if he can, it's, it'd be interesting uh, to see how much game time he gets this weekend against the Charity Shield. It was always considered a bit of the unofficial start to the season. So I think you'll get a bit more of an idea of the teams this weekend. Uh, yeah. But certainly Leilua is, is a promising young player and could be as, as certainly a good cheapie. But yeah, I said the other one obviously to come out of the game the other day, although he's a bit pricey, is, is Dufty, of course. He's Good, young, quick player, and, and Ben Hunt was, was talking about him after the game. I think they could set up a good combo there. Yeah, and, and Dufty's going to, at least for Moneyball, you're going to keep an eye on him. Um, Paul Vaughan, I think, as a keeper, is pretty safe. He looked good again. And Zach Lomax is going to be a cheapie. I'm keeping a close eye on. Plays both centre and winger and fullback. Um, played, I think, at junior Kangaroos. Um, he probably's not going to get a go immediately, but... You know, if you just got to add someone to your 25, oh, I thought he, he looked pretty promising there. Um, the Rabbitohs, of course, the Dragons playing the Rabbitohs in the Charity Shield, as you mentioned, Pete. Rabbitohs have named their team. Dragons haven't as of the time of this recording. Um, but Damien Cook was the standout, I thought, against Wigan. He had a hand in three of the four tries. Now, admittedly, Robbie Farrar played seven, and then they, they sort of swapped around a little bit. Farrar went in at nine, Cook had a break, and Cook came back out there, and Farrar had a, had, was rested for the rest of the game. Um, so Farrah's been picked at number 14 this week and, and as you said Pete it's kind of the unofficial start to the season the charity shield so I think that's what we're looking at I know some people were hoping maybe Damien Cook could be in their lineup, super coach wise because he might get the full 80 minutes now it's probably looking less likely after, after what we saw against Wigan we'll definitely have that confirmed uh, after the charity shield but Cook, look, Cook was good so you know there's a lot to weigh up there. I thought Alex Johnston is continuing to, to grow into that fullback role. Ryan and I talked about it at length last week. It's, it's, it's unlikely Greenglass will play there. So if you really like Alex Johnston and you like what Souths are going to do this year, um, you might consider him. Personally, I'm probably not looking at Rabideau's players that much. Um, I'm not even sure about Sam Burgess, though. To be fair, he's been named at lock this week. Um, still no Cameron Murray. Um, so they've sort of named a 50-50 side. Um, obviously, we knew Inglis wasn't going to come back. Dane Gagaigo gets a, gets a run. Cody Walker does. Um, Angus Crichton, we knew, was going to be out. Adam Reynolds has an issue with his foot. So there's a few guys not playing there, but it will be interesting to see certainly how Sam Burgess goes. Still at lock. I think that's a big um, 
boost to have him in your supercoach team as a keeper because his price came down due to finishing last year yeah, sort of not not so strongly um, mainly because he was playing on an edge so as long as he plays in the set, in the middle I think he's a good buy uh, or good one to own It'll be interesting to see how Gagai goes Robert Jennings was quite good last week he's moving to the wing Heimel Hunt was also impressive he's still in there for now um, and Junior Tatola he was an interesting one coming over from the West Tigers Named at number 17 again. We'll be keeping a close eye on him. He could be a guy to stash on your bench as an out-and-out cheapie in the front row position there. Um, Bulldogs v. the Raiders. Um, I watched watched this one on the NRL.com live stream, so we sort of got a, some of a, of a look at it. The guy I really liked, Pete, and I know you're a fan of his, but the guy who was the standout player for both teams was Michael Leisha. And... Um, We've sort of saying Cameron Smith should be fine at, at hooker, um, but if if you were a bit worried about Cam Smith and you're just desperate to save some cash somewhere, could you look at a cheaper option? Damien Cook, maybe not now. Michael Leisha putting his hand up. Is it even worth discussing, or it's absolutely Cameron Smith or bust? Listen, oh, I was saying earlier in the show about Cameron Smith, great player, and you know he's he's rock solid, safe as a bank for super catch, but. You have to think about, you know, you'd be you'd be silly not to at least consider other options. Uh, Michael Leisha, you know, he was uh, I think he was the Kangaroos junior captain. Canterbury brought him over rather controversially, got rid of McKennis. And you know, I thought, you know, great move. This guy had massive wraps on him. And then it was like Desi Desi Hasler bought a sports car and was just driving up and down Parramatta Road. He just didn't seem to use it properly. <laughs> he uh, you like that one, did you? That's good. Yeah. He um he, uh, yeah, he just didn't sort of give him his head and he never got to... And, but at the end of last year, it seemed like he was, in an interview he would, after games, he said that, you know, he was sort of decided to do his, his own thing a bit and it paid dividends for him at the end of last year. He looked really good. Um, and, yeah, it was good to see him help this year. I think he's a... You'd be silly if I could have a look at the price difference between he and Smith. Um it's something to think about anyway. Just have a don't just completely eliminate him. Just have a have, have a think about it. Um, he's a terrific young player. Maybe he might be the be the umpteenth hooker that uh, that New South Wales use. So that might be something can, to consider as well. Yeah, three sixty one nine hundred for Leisha. So six sixty seven for Cam Smith. It's quite a difference. Another guy that impressed for the Bulldogs was Raymond Fatala Mariner. Another guy, three ten thousand, so very affordable under these new pricing structures. And if you're thinking, well, three ten sounds expensive, go to our app because every single player it's been reconverted back to 2017 price, just to give you a, a better sort of your brain a bit of a rest I guess because we've, there's got a lot of new stuff going on and sometimes it's just easier to look at their their old price or what their price would have been if we were still under 2017 costs um, but I think for Taylor Mariner he's got the role over Adam Elliott he was very hard to bring down every time he touched the ball and the dogs pack overpowered the Raiders forwards even though Canberra have a large you know pack of their own the only guy that was disappointing was Lachlan Burr. He didn't really stand out. And maybe you were hoping for a little bit of cheapy or, or value buy there, but it didn't really turn out. Um, the Raiders, well, starting Sam Williams ahead of Blake Austin was a bit of a surprise, although um, certainly when last week going through the, the 
predicted teams for round one, I did question whether Stewart was going to put Austin in the halves. The, the right edge was the big issue um, last year defensively. Austin laid Lua Rapana. He eventually switched Austin and Caesar um, in the halves. I wondered whether he'd, he's, you know, the Raiders are quite strong in the forwards, whether Elliot Whitehead might move to 5'8", just purely as a defensive move. Um, in the end, he went with Sam Williams. It didn't look good in attack. It looked disjointed. Austin really added something when he finally took the field very late in the first half. Um, I thought Saliva Havili um, defended stoutly, but he just... He reminds me of Cameron King from Parramatta. He doesn't really do a lot. He's not that dynamic at a dummy half. I just don't really see um, much point if he's only going to play. Even if he plays 50 minutes, I, I don't know how many supercoach points he's going to get. I don't see a large point-per-minute thing there happening. Um, Craig Garvey looked... Far more impressive when he finally took the field. I think he was the third string hooker because Aiden Caesar spent some time there when Austin took the field at first, and Williams and Austin had a had a crack at the at being the halves. Um, so Garvey was better than both Caesar and Havili purely from attacking point of view. And the other bloke, you know, that that's interesting is Makatoa. Now he plays out on the wing, but he's he's a second row forward for the purposes of Supercoach. So. Whether whether you're going to find a role for him, uh, Makahesi Makatoa, he's 164-600. At this stage, this early stage, I've got him on my bench. Things could change there. Um, just depending on, on, you know, we haven't got the ra- anything about the Raiders yet, or the Bulldogs for that matter. Um, there was a couple more games from the weekend. Um, I went out to Penrith um, to watch Penrith v the Roosters. That was untelevised. It wasn't on streaming either. I can tell you James Maloney was outstanding and he played 20 minutes. Uh, him and Cleary looked really, really good together. Cleary was was another one to really stand out. Uh, Dylan Edwards, very dynamic at the back. Trent Merrin played the first half, the full 40. Um, took, the, took the line on, held the ball in both hands. Uh, I just really liked what I saw. It reminded me of what he did for the Dragons back in 2015. I just think Penrith looked the part this year. I think from you know its early days, but um, it will be very interesting to watch them play the Bulldogs there on, on Saturday night at Belmore um, because if they play like that again, I think you know we can see a big resurgence from them in 2018 and therefore some of their super coach guys. A lot of people will be asking about Mike Sivo. He hasn't been named this week. Christian Crichton, surprisingly enough, beat both Sivo. Um, and Caleb Akins, who was also impressive last week, um, for that wing spot that's open with Wateni Zelezniak having an injured ankle. Crichton didn't do, didn't have much to do there for, for the Panthers, to be fair. you know. So, again, as a cheapie, you might plump for him, but we haven't seen too much. Maybe we'll see more this week with Wateni Zelezniak due back in round two. You're not going to get a lot out of it anyway. It may be a red herring. The Roosters, well, they had largely a second-grade team, one thing that was interesting, and you'll remember, Pete, um, when Reese Robertson was playing for the Raiders, he looked really good. He played both fullback and wing. And the goal-kicking, a lot of people are looking at um, Taukiaho because of the fact he might kick goals and play more minutes this year. But I'd say Reese Robertson's almost done enough to earn a, a starting spot there uh, for the Roosters, and he'd kick goals too. Yeah, look, he's, he's not a bad player. He's, he's been a little bit code-hopping. He's gone to back he was uh, rugby union there for a couple of years, the evil code, and then he's come back to rugby league. But uh, he's very quick, and you know, he showed great versatility 
Um, doesn't surprise me he's a decent goal kicker because he's actually related to the former St George winger, Ricky Walford. Um, so he sort of reminds me a little bit of Ricky at times. Um, yeah, with, with great speed and uh, a decent goal kicker as well. So, yeah, the Roosters do need a goal kicker. As you said, the only other option there they've really got is Taki Aho, and you're not guaranteed that he's going to be on the field all the time. So, yeah, Latrell Mitchell can kick goals, but, yeah, but you know, I'd you put know. Robinson's abilities ahead of Mitchell's at this stage, but Mitchell's yeah. still young. Yeah, that's, um, right. that's right. One thing I should have also said about Penrith, the Viliami kick-out. Of course, he's another guy that will be on everyone's radar. He's been again been named in the back row ahead of James Fisher-Harris, so another one that we'll be keeping a close eye on. Could be very good um, value for you there. Um Cronulla v Manly. Matt Moylan really stood out in the first half. Him and Chad Townsend looking good together. Sione Katoa, he's going to be in everyone's super coach lineup. Do not make the mistake of missing on him. He looks like he's going to get a spot in round one. And, um, you know, he's bargain basement, so get him in there. Um, not a lot else to say about that game. We'll know more, you know, this week's games. Manly fielded a virtual reserve grade team. The Sharks, you know, not a lot of. We can't get a lot out of it. Kirk Capewell, Braden Ueli played pretty well, but you know we're not really looking at them at this point. Um, Frank Winterstein played on the edge, played a little bit of middle. That's something we could take out of the game. Aiden Fenua-Blake, we're expecting him to get more game time. Speaking of which, he's been named at prop this week with Darcy Lussick out. Other than um, Lussick's injury, mainly naming a full-strength team to play the Roosters up at Central Coast Stadium. Um, that's going to be a really good one to get an eye on on what Manly are thinking this year. Lachlan Croker at 5'8". I think he's a must-own in your 25, just being cheap in those halves positions. You know, it just buys you some extra salary cap elsewhere. Um, Tommy Trebrovich, I think he's a keeper to own um, at fullback, and we'll be looking at the likes of Jake Trebrovich and Martin Tapau as well been named at 13 and 10 respectively and Joel Thompson and Curtis Sirenham beat out Frank Winterstein who's going to play from the bench and Jack Goshevsky is another guy on the bench I think at a very low cost he's got to be worth at least a look um a couple more games to go through we're running out of time here but Broncos with the Titans Pete you um were able to to check that one out and I guess interesting to see Corey Oates playing in the back row with Jemaine Asako and Jonas Pearson potentially fighting it out for the left-wing role. Yeah, well, it's, um, it's surprised. You know, I guess it's sort of been coming a bit for Oates, a uh, big winger out there. And, and I know Andrew Johns put reps on him years ago. I reckon he should play in the second row. And, yeah, that was where he was sort of hanging around the other night. Um, and he looked impressive. I think he, he did actually score a try from memory. Or, yes, he did, actually, uh, down the left-hand side. I yeah, it would be interesting... See where they where they uh, where they continue to play him. Uh, the Broncos, a bit like the game with um, a couple of the games last weekend, there was a top grade team in the Broncos up against the Titans, who I think had 11 first graders not playing, and and LG went off at halftime, I think, for memory. Um, for the Broncos, they looked they looked very solid, very well drilled. Actually, um, they also, of course, don't have Jack Bird, who's out injured for a number of weeks. Uh, Anthony Milford's back playing this weekend. Um, the young halfback Scarlett, I don't know how much we're going to see of him this year, but he was very, very impressive, I thought. Uh, Nick Arima was solid, put on a nice short kick for, for a try there. Um, the other young forwards for Brisbane, these are the blokes to watch um, out to impress um, coaching staff early in the year. Blokes like uh, Sua and Offahengawe were very good. Um, former Tiger Paul, uh, Matt Lodge, was, was very, very strong. 
uh, as well. I thought right from the word go, he was solid, played quite, played quite a few minutes too. Yeah, and um, he's been named at number eight again this week. And look, you know, he's he's the right price. I mean, whether you yeah. feel comfortable taking him, I'm probably not going to have him in my team. I'm just going to flat out say that now. I haven't made a 100% decision on that. But certainly, you know, forget the name and just look at the price and the fact he's starting for the Broncos suggests yeah. he should be in there. Yeah, that's it. Um, and I said young Osako for the for the Broncos was, was, was solid as well. Um, there's no Darius Boyd. James Roberts looked electric. Um, if the New South Wales selectors don't pick him this year, they've got rocks in their head. They've got to pick him. <laughs> Seriously, it's it's just getting on a joke now. He loves playing um, but, against the Gold Coast. Yeah, well, yeah, former <laughs> club and everything. Yeah, yeah with their defence the way it was, but they looked really strong. The, the Titans, um, they had very little opportunity. I so said the Broncos controlled the game. Uh, Greenwood, I thought was good. Um, uh, the two youngsters, Brinson and Fogarty, looked pretty solid as well. Uh, Cartwright, I was keep, trying to keep a close eye on him, but he looked all right with limited opportunities. Probably tried, tried a little bit too hard. hard. But, um, yeah, I think there's some young Broncos forwards to have a look at there as, as, as trials un, unfold. Yeah, and the Gold Coast, we might get a bit more out of uh, after this game against mm. the Warriors, but there's a lot of guys that people are, are trying to key on at Gold Coast. Bryce Cartwright is probably the main one. That was a worry, that big loss. You know, we, we can't afford to be picking three, four Titans players if they're going to lose games like that through the year. So one we'll probably talk about more next week. Um, Brisbane have named Scarlett and Nicarima in the halves again this week, but Milford will come off the bench. Lodge and Tide get the roles at prop with Maguire, Locke, Corbin Sims, Tavita Pangai, Joff and Gaway all on the bench. And Sue, Sue has been named 20, Oates 19, so I don't really know where they're all going to fit in. Maybe Oates ends up back at wing after all this. Um, you know, we're really trying to get in the mind of Wayne Bennett. That's not an easy thing to do. Yeah, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> um, Cowboys, Tigers, the last um, trial to talk about. I thought JT looked a little rusty. Only played the first half, but, you know, should be fine by the time the season gets underway. Not really a lot else to like about what North Queensland did. West Tigers, on the other hand, very impressive. Um, they played, you know, a fast game quick play of the balls, uh, a lot of offloads. Isan Masters and Tane Milne were both very good in the centres. I think Milne's price makes him a must-own in, in somewhere in your 25. He plays two positions as well. Certainly they've got the the, the jump on um, Mahai Fanua, who's probably way back on the pecking order. Corey Thompson, Kevin Naguama, obviously Nofaluma is going to play so ahead of them. Um, we didn't get to see Alex Tor or Elijah Taylor, so it's hard to really see what's going to happen in the forwards. But we know that you know both of them and Matt Eisenhuth are strong performers up front. So we'll also sort of be looking at that. And I tell you what, Josh Reynolds, he was a standout on, on Saturday night. Moved into dummy half for some of the second half. Maybe he's going to become the next Peter Wallace and, and go there full-time. Uh, we'll see. Um, Cowboys and Tigers haven't named teams yet for this week, but the Knights, who didn't play last week, have... And I'll just let you know their side pretty quickly because it's probably the one that we know the least about before now. Caelan Ponga fullback, Kenny Dow and Nathan Ross on the wings. Tautai Murga, Sione Mataudia moving back to the centres. Connor Watson gets the role in the halves ahead of Brock Lamb. Mitchell Pearce, obviously the seven. Daniel Safidi will start with Jacob Lilliman and Herman Essiesi in the middle with Aidan Guerra and Lachlan Fitzgibbon getting the edge roles. Slade Griffin beats out both Danny Levi and Jamie Bura for the hooking role. Chris Hyington, Jacob Safidi, join Bura and Levi on the bench. 
There's a lot to take in there. Mitch Barnett's got a shoulder injury, um, so he's not. He wasn't considered. Um, Pete, a lot of guys are going to be keying on some of these Roosters players. Fitzgibbon, Ponga, you know, maybe Daniel Saifidi. This, this kind, of, and, and even Connor Watson. This is going to separate it a little bit, I think. Absolutely, it's it's really interesting there to see how this, this is all going to blend together and who's going to stand out. I've, that's a very interesting selection. Like poor old Jamie Bure has gone up to went up to Newcastle last year to get a starting role and. And now he's been beaten to the hooker's position by Slade Griffin. So that's a very interesting one. It um, is. He was good off the bench last year for Melbourne, Slade Griffin. So that I think that will be one of the more interesting ones to have a look at. Um, and, of course, uh, they got Mitchell Pearce in there this week. There, he's, he's playing halfback. Yeah. So, With Watson. So that'll be an interesting one, one to have a look at as well. Um, and these young guys like, um, uh, like Moga and, and Ponga, uh, absolutely be interested to see how they go. All right, let's move on to our in-depth now. Uh, we've got the Raiders, first of all. Um, we saw them last week. We sort of talked about them already. The halves are a big issue. They've got an easy run in, Pete, um, the early rounds. I guess some of their backs, like Croker, Raypana, even Leilua, the ones you're looking at. Kotrick was also impressive last week. It's got to be a concern that on the field, they still seem to be playing below their capabilities. Yeah, the, the Raiders were extremely disappointing last year, really. Like, Kotrick was, was a great pick-up at this time last year for Super Coach. I think he made his debut in round one and played every game, pretty much, and scored a lot of tries, etc. Um, yeah, the, the Raiders, I, I don't know. I'd really like to see him do well. Um, and I'm a big fan of Blake Austin, but yeah, once again, he was off the boil last year. As, as you mentioned earlier, the, the, the coverage is a bit, bit of a concern there. Some of the, like BJ Leilua and a couple of the others there, you've got to you've got to give strong consideration to. They're missing Josh Josh Hodgson and will be for a little while, so I think mm, that's going to it's a big loss. knock them around too. That's a very, very big loss, I think. Um, so there, there might be ramifications for the rest of them, so you might be you might be better steering clear of some Raiders players until things sort of get going a little bit, until you've got more of an idea, I think you can risk them. Royce Hunt was very good on the weekend. I didn't mention him earlier. Charlie Gubb showed something. Some of those backup forwards might do something. Everyone's deciding on Havili or, or Garvey. I'm not even sure how it's going to go with Austin Caesar and Sam Williams all fighting for two positions. We saw Caesar jump in the dummy half on the weekend. We may see that neither Garvey or, or Havili are going to do anything much at all, supercoach-wise, and Caesar might end up playing some time there. Obviously, if we see Garvey named on the bench... Uh, I still think he's the one to plump for over Havili, although I'm pretty sure, thanks to his defence, Havili will be picked uh, in the nine at least to start matches in round one and and probably the, all the early rounds. Um, let's move on to the Roosters, and obviously they'll get uh, James Tedesco coming over, Cooper Cronk. We believe Luke Keary, he's fighting for round one, but obviously when he's back, that spine's looking pretty good with Jake Friend. You've got Ryan Madison there as an option as well. Some of the young guys have played on the weekend, um, like Lamb and O'Sullivan could also get a run. Um, certainly people are trying to key on Taukiaho. If Reese Robinson gets a spot in the back line, he'll be fighting the likes of Manu and Orbison for a role. Um, there, there's probably one position that's open there, and Ferguson could play right centre, of course, if Robinson moves on to the wing. Otherwise, Manu probably gets it, or Mitch Orbison. Um, certainly, their forwards, I thought they were a little bit disappointing last year. I don't really see 
um, the likes of um, Wurri Hargraves or Napa, Napa being super coach options, I just don't think that they have the output of some of their old, some of the alternatives in the other teams. Boyd Corden is probably the best uh, bet, but again, second row is so strong this year with a lot of those guys, like your Paul Gallons, your Jason Tamalolos and the like, they're only allowed to play second row, not front row. So it's going to be hard to, to put pick corner over those guys. Uh, are there any that stand out for you for the Roosters? I, I guess Tedesco, you know, he's probably got to be in there because yeah. we just we know what he can do when he was with the Tigers, and he's got Cooper Cronk inside it. Well, that's right. As long as he gets over the mumps, all right. I think it was him that had the mumps the other day. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he, uh, yeah, no, he's, he's serious. He's a, he's a quality player, and that's why they bought him and paid a fortune pinching from your Tigers, mate. So. Yeah. No, he's he's quality. He's one of the best. You know, he's he's probably he's. I think he's definitely the number two fullback in the game after after Slater. So um, no, I think you've you've got to have him in, in your team somewhere or very close to. Yeah, you would expect I, the combination to go well with Cron. I love the fact that we're going on to the Eagles next because I've I'm going Tedesco and Tommy T as my two fullbacks. I just think the two of them will really shine. And, and to me, he's he's the guy to, to own from Manly, along with GP Lachlan Croker. And uh, and then maybe looking at a guy like Fanua Blake or Jake Goshevsky or both, depending on what we get out of this this trial. There's probably not a lot else to like out of Manly. They probably overachieved to some degree last year, and it's going to be hard to see these guys hit their current prices. I guess Pete maybe Jake Trevorovich, but, um, you know, is it... Is there anyone there for you? Um, obviously, with the exception of Lachlan Kroger, who's a must-buy at his price. Yeah. I, I well, with uh, Jake Trebojevic, as long as he's recovered from his injury, all right, because um, he, he did get injured there at, at the beginning of the World Cup. It was fairly serious, as I recall. But uh, you've got to try and get him into your team there. I know he's, he's pricey, but, gee, he's, he's absolute top-draw quality. So I think he's he's your standout one there. And I like what you said about young Kroger as well. I don't think Canberra really wanted to lose him, but um, yeah, I think it's a good pick up for Manly. Yeah, it sounds like he's at a, a decent price. He's, he's the number one five eight option. You don't see anyone else challenging him for that at the moment. Again, with Jake Dubrovic, so difficult to um, to pick him because he's only second row this year. You just you can't manipulate around those um, front row as much. Um, it's going to be hard to get it get the right guys in and we'll probably talk about that more next week and the week after before lockout finally this for this week anyway the sharks um whether they'll pick dugan or holmes at fullback will be interesting it probably won't matter super coach wise i think matt moylan's the one that a lot of people will be keeping a close eye on after his good performance on the weekend and the fact that will he kick goals um still thinking from what we're hearing from flanagan's chad townsend gets the nod over him um, obviously, Paul Gallon, Andrew Fafita are guys that are proven super coach performers. Gallon, again, not playing Origin this year, should be fresh throughout the year. And they're probably the, guy, the guys you're looking at. Um, Pete, uh, Gallon, I mean, he's pretty much a lock and load, isn't he? Yeah, he is. You, you can't um, knock him away. He's the best performed player on super coach last year, or yeah, right up the top anyway. And uh, he's, you know, he's phenomenal. And, you know, he's. 80 minutes or close to. Every now and again, you hear a little bit of a rumbling between him and Flanagan, but uh, yeah, he's going to be rock solid this year. I think this is going to be his last year. It'd be interesting, but um, no, he's definitely a lock. You've got to have him. 
interesting to see how Sione Katawa ends up going. Obviously, with the likes of Fecky there, Valentine Holmes, will Dugan play fullback? Does Aaron Gray get a get a starting role? Um, but we, everything we're hearing is Katawa's the man. Um, so obviously he's got to be in your lineup. And then there's Billy Magoulas. He's, he's he's shaped a little bit like Paul Gallon. He's not the biggest bloke going around, um, but you know he'll work and work all day and. Again, it's, it's not the easiest pack to break into, but certainly the bench, there's some roles there. So another guy, very cheap, I'm probably looking at it this stage just to throw on my bench and see what happens throughout the year. And obviously that could, that could change in the next week or two if other guys step up. Let's move on to the tweets now. Ebenezer Rascal asks, in the early rounds, what front row and second rowers do you think will get big minutes at Manly? Uh, I guess we just talked a bit about the Eagles and obviously with Lussick out at the moment for a few weeks, Fanua Blake probably comes a must-own or close to um, yeah. there if he's going to start, Pete. Absolutely. Um, and Manly got a little bit of a freeze on at the moment on recruitment because they're being better investigated for that uh, salary cap breach. So it's not like they're going to... It looks like they're going to buy anyone else at the moment. So, um, yeah, he seems like he'd be the, the obvious one in that, in that front row role. Yeah, and, I mean, we're seeing Winnerstein on the bench. I think we've sort of gone through it already. We probably should have read it out earlier there um, just to sort of tie it in. Um, but it, it seems like Vanua Blake is the guy, and then you're looking at guys like Gotchevsky for the bench. Sean Lane's been named on the bench. I don't know how much of a... if he's going to get enough minutes. Joel Thompson's got the back row role with Siren, and Winterstein's playing... probably end up playing in the middle, even though he played played edge last week I'm, I'm still thinking he ends up in the middle um, under the radar he's asking JT versus Croft, Croft seems like Batman but I feel silly picking him over JT in some respects, I say just have them both, I've got them both one of them will have the reserve tag um, Pete, Croft's just been too good to leave out I agree um, I think if you can, like as you say if you can get them both, that's great um, I don't know. Like I really, we talked about value before between Leisha and Smith. Uh, with Croft, you know, he's a, a young bloke coming into Melbourne. He's, he's got no injury problems that we're aware of. Thurston, a great player that he is, is coming back from shoulder injury. Um, like Thurston's obvious must have, but geez, I would be seriously considering Brody Croft as well. If you said if you can get both of them, do it. He just looks like he's going to. Keep, said, keep doing what he did last year. I don't see any change mm. the way he was in the World Club Challenge. It's just, you know. No, he's outstanding. It's looked like he's been playing with them for three years. He's like, yeah, well, that's what Bellamy does, really. doesn't he? They go through their system. Yeah, he's, he is outstanding. He's every bit as good as Bennett, there is no doubt. TVE asks, hey, guys, thoughts on Watson? He's in a lot of teams out there. Is he a trap? Um, as Teddy, oh, we'll ask that first because he asked about Tedesco, but that's probably a different topic. Um, geez, I'm, I know you're a Nathan Brown fan, Pete. Maybe you'll give a point of difference to me, but I just, I can't trust Knights. I just can't trust. We've we've seen over the years just falling for it, or not even falling for it, but just the fact we can't trust them. So Connor Watson's a big call when there's a lot of other good players out there. Yeah, I think it's a big call too. He's he's still quite an inexperienced player. Watson's been around for a couple of years now, but Newcastle, like you read out that team, the, you know, a lot of these blokes are hardly going to know each other's first names at the stage, and I think it's going to have an impact on them. I think they're going to have a, 
a pretty decent season, but I think it's going to take them a little while to to uh, to get going. So I think it's a bit of a wait and see for Newcastle players. I think they're worth most of them are worth risking at the moment. TV is also asking about Teddy's mumps. He said, could it affect his performance in the first few rounds? I figure at the moment, you, we always talk about early, the first three rounds you get a chance to have a player at top cost and, and they won't cost you any money if they underperform. So you get Tedesco in there and after two rounds, if you haven't seen it yet, then you tr- trade him out before he drops all his money. You bring him whatever gunkeeper is out there or maybe you do a dual trade where you bring in a, a cheapie at fullback and, and another position you can upgrade and, and it doesn't matter but if you miss out on Tedesco and he goes back to back hundreds which he can do then you're just kicking yourself the season if you're in if you're in overall you're pretty much done so I just think it doesn't matter you just got to get Teddy in there and and just hope for the best but even if it's absolute worst case scenario trade him out before round three you don't even lose any money um, lastly, Peter saw your old uh, St. George player, Trent Merrin, or my old West Tiger, Nathan Brown. What do you reckon? Um, oh, jeez. You can't lose with either of them. They've both been impressive last year from what you were saying about Merrin. It's, um, he played well last weekend. Yeah, Merrin needed more minutes. He needs the minutes that Brown was getting, but he got, you know, he potentially is going to get them this, this year. I, th- I think that uh, I'd probably, um, if they're about equal in price, I think I'd, I think I'd be going with Merrin myself. Um, I, I, yeah, I just think he's he's more. You know, he's cheaper too. Probably, he's about yeah, fifty-five thousand cheaper. And he's probably got a little bit less competition than Nathan Brown at Parramatta as well. I, I like that, um, I liked I, what Brown did last year, mm, and me too. the thing about Parramatta, they got two blokes. Who, when we looked at the way they performed towards the end of the year and reevaluated it to their current cost, it, it on our databases it just flashed to us, and that was Daniel Alvaro and Nathan Brown. So for that reason alone, I've got to have them both in my Supercoach team. Mm. But from what I saw from Trent Merrin on Saturday night, he's very close. Now the only thing I'd say with Merrin, and, and I just reverse what I said about Teddy, you got two weeks. He's only at five eighteen. If he goes to the level we think he could in rounds one and two, you get him in on before round three, you still get him at 5.18, and you got him going forward before he gets too expensive. I think you can afford to do that. But if you want to do that with Nathan Brown instead, that also makes sense. But for mine, I think with Trent Merrin, I just couldn't get him into my team, and I may jig things around and may get him in eventually, but... But for mine, I'm still going Nathan Brown purely because what Parramatta did at the end of last year and what I believe they will do this year. I have Parramatta as my um, premiership favourite and therefore they're going to have to go on the back of somebody and I think I'm, I'm plumping on the likes of Brown and, and Alvaro and um, maybe not so much Mitchell Moses, but maybe I'm biased. Hmm. And finally, NRL Junkie just asks, any idea of how the new price increase will affect price gains? In fact, we read that last week. So, um, look, we still don't know. We haven't sort of heard any answers from the from the Supercoach guys. So I'll, I'll, I'll copy and paste it again to next week. I promise I'll try to get that information for you before we're underway. 
Um, Pete, that's a great effort. I know you've you've been really busy with you know your work and etc. So thank you very much for tonight, and we'll probably talk no to problem, you mate. around kickoff time. I think you're going to have a couple of weeks now just to to uh, get all your other stuff together and hear you back at, at when the season starts. Yeah, no, thank you, mate. It's, a, no, it's an absolute pleasure, and it's good to good to have a footy back. It's you can almost smell a liniment again. Yeah, mate, i tell you what, it's like riding a bike, isn't it? Get back on and, and you're away. <laughs> and, of course, I am Paul Grisadka. Don't forget, the app's out on Google Play. Maybe by the time you've listened to this, if, unless you listen to it straight off the bat, it's out on iPhone. It's certainly not far away. So go do yourself a favour, buy the new app before the season begins, get all those added features that we're offering this year, the Dominator, the price changes, and obviously once um, we get the teams named... Um, in about, what, two weeks from now, we'll also add in, of course, the predictor, the all-important predictor. Um, I'm Paul Grzadka, Paulie G. We'll be back again next week. Ryan MS joining us again next week for another bumper edition. We go through the last four teams, more trials to talk about. It just goes on and on and on. Um, but here we are. We're back. The season pretty much underway now. And don't forget... Review these podcasts. If you buy the app, give it a review as well on the App Store, on iTunes, uh, on Google Play. It really helps us out. And um, keep on listening. Keep on playing Supercoach. We love it. We love you guys. We love your tweets and Facebook uh, messages as well. And we will talk to you again next week. Bye for now.